Hello. I'm Freya. I'm Margaret. You may know me from my smutty gay poetry, my... We'll um, come back to that. Yes, that, well, definitely today's all about poetry. What about you, Freya? What are you well known for? My smutty straight poetry. Unfortunately straight poetry. My yes. Wattpad poetry. Those are good. No, we're not reading those. We also teach English at Project Academy. Yeah, we do that. Sometimes. Minor side point, minor side point. Like, like very casual, like part-time job kind of yeah. thing. My full-time job is smutty poetry. Same. Yeah. No one wants to pay me for it, but the, the payment is in the pleasure I get from writing it. I yep. think that's a good intro. Cool, okay, well. I think that's fun. Wow, that's so fun. Okay. Frustratingly, you go to school and you have to do poems because, you know, they can appear mm -hmm. in Unseen, mm -hmm. you can study them for common A or B. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, you'll sit down and she's just like, hey, today we're doing poems, and everyone's like, eh, okay. And then mm -hmm. she's like, all right, let's read the poem. Um, please, here's a metaphor, here's a simile, here's enjambment, here's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of like, it, right? Like they don't actually teach you how to analyze Listing techniques. Yeah, listing it's literally techniques. just a fat list of techniques yeah. and they're like, there you go, um, go, write an essay. Uh, and it's like, if you miss school or you just, mm -hmm. you're like me and you never went, um, then like you, like you have no idea how to analyze a poem, right? Yes. So it's like, if you can't analyze a poem, you can never get joy out of writing a poem. Yes. And so, as two people that write poems, we're going to be talking about today how you read them, how you write them, how to approach it in the HSC context, and I suppose more interestingly, how to approach it outside the HSC context. Yeah. Okay, so I think an interesting question to start is, um, when you actually see the poem on the page and you've like had your first read through it, uh, do you look to the context first? No. Why would What's I your that? process? What's your process? My process is I look at it first, like mm -hmm. visually, to see if it looks like anything. Like this mm -hmm. has to come from like doing acrostic poems mm -hmm. as a kid where it was like everything was just very like, well, here's my name yeah. spelled out along the side. Like I would look to like, obviously like the letters first, right? So you look to like the shape of the poem. Yes. For example, I remember reading one when I was in like year three or something yes. and it was about like the ocean and it was like, looked like a wave, yeah. right? And I was like, oh wow, yeah, poems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So visually, like what is the structure? Mm -hmm. Does it have stanzas? Is it one long poem? Mm -hmm. Are some of the lines really, really long and some mm -hmm. of them are short? That's like a good starting point to just see like the style of this poet. Right? This is a good, a big distinction between Freya and I. Um, and this has been a subject of many debates actually amongst our English Ongoing faculty. Um, Freya is like, crazy about the form and the big level structure of a poem. So like her first step is literally to look at the shape of it along the page. Uh, I, I like the metaphors and the examples you use there. Whereas mine is a much more like deep, like I obsess over the individual lines, the individual techniques. Yeah, I but I agree that. with you, I think on a constructive level, I mean, you're looking at it on the page. Yeah, on the page. you said, you look at the poem on the page and I'm like, yeah. I'm so she really at looks at the poem on the page. Yes. Sorry, okay. I'm literal. Okay, yeah, sorry, okay. form. Um, yeah, no, there's form. nothing wrong with yes. like approaching a poem from like a really literal start. Yeah. It's like everyone's all like, oh, what's the metaphor? And I'm like, no, sometimes you know a that lot of it comes yeah. from visually yeah. Yeah. like what does it look like yeah. um so then i would look to uh like does it rhyme mm -hmm. like i would just like label lines like a mm -hmm. b c whatever mm -hmm. um i will count syllables mm -hmm. in a stanza just to see if like that's a fun little thing they mm -hmm. did like that comes from mm -hmm. doing like high cues as a kid where mm -hmm. i had to like learn to like like clap out mm -hmm. words because i just i i can't do syllables like i just i just don't understand um and then I guess like once I'm done obsessing over like structure, yeah. then I kind of look towards like, oh no, then I do punctuation. Yeah. So like, are there random pauses everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like how am I supposed, how is it supposed to be read? Cause like you can read a poem by just like, da 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 with the words, or with you can like, really presented. emphatically like yeah. emphasize certain things, yes. or, like ignore others. If there's things mm -hmm. in brackets, if there's like random pauses, mm -hmm. if there's semicolons and if mm -hmm. they're used correctly. Which you know, only some of us know how to do. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Please. Let me let me obsess over okay. one line and be like, oh, the gay subtext in this okay. one okay. single okay. line. Okay. It tells me so much about uh, this no, composer. Just, just, just to bring the um, just to bring the discussion back on topic. Um, 
I only really started to appreciate the beauty of like the grammatical, the punctuation elements of it once I started teaching English and once I started more frequently writing my own poetry. Um, I was sort of the classic like I'm gonna write. All throughout high school, I wrote poetry, where they were very like speechy, slam poetry style things. Where you know, as Freya suggested, like it wasn't really gay subtext; it was more like indignant gay text. Like it, it was there, it was there for, for all of us to see. Um, and I, because I personally didn't use very like form-oriented structural techniques in my own writing, like I couldn't see the value of it in other people's writing. But the moment I started using rhyme, enjambment, you know, interesting punctuation things, I think I'm addicted to using like the double M dash. Um, <laughs> that's the, the most nerdiest thing to say. Semicolons, yeah. I, I realized that there is like it, it adds value to the meaning. And I think yeah, that's, that's another question I want to ask you about the form. Like Rhyme, rhythm, what, what's the effect of it? Like, you look for the rhyme and you look for the punctuation, but yeah. how does that add value and integrity to like the themes or the meaning of a text? To super simply answer mm -hmm. your question, like rhyme creates rhythm, yep. right? Yep. And then rhythm makes things memorable. So yeah. it's like, it, the only way I remember the reading and writing hotline is because of that like one, three, double, or like the yeah, rhythm yeah, yeah, yeah. in that, right? It's like, uh, and it's I don't like remember. Ethos, logos, path, like it establishes authority. It makes the text exactly memorable. like rhyme creates yeah. rhythm, so it makes things memorable. Yeah. Uh, and it so like it makes your poem more effective because yes. like someone reads it and they actually take something away from it rather than going, yeah. that was fun." Okay, but on a thematic level. Yeah. So generally, uh, I say that like context inspires someone's purpose, mm -hmm. and then purpose looks to form, and then form looks to meaning. Mm -hmm. So like what I mean by this is like your context mm -hmm. obviously inspires what you want to say. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about, you know, the death penalty mm -hmm. if I don't live in a country with a death penalty, mm -hmm. right? So it's like obviously what you're going to talk about is inspired by like where you live, yep. who you are, okay? Yep. And then when you realize what you want to talk about, then you have to look to a form. So mm -hmm. it's like, I want to uh, explore, okay, let's go just go with this random example of the death yep. penalty, right? Yep, yep, you're like, writing a poem about the death penalty, mm -hmm. probably not the most effective way to go about it. Yeah. Therefore, it's better in an essay or a speech yeah. or like whatever, right? And then once I picked my form, then I use specific techniques to that form yep. to actually create meaning. Yep. So it's like in a speech, I'd use like repetition or yep. whatever, right? So it's like, let's say I'm talking about a relationship. I'm going to pick a, an appropriate form and mm -hmm. like poems are often mm -hmm. better because like you, you go into a poem expecting yes. emotion. You yep. go in expecting like confession. Yes. You go in expecting all that. Yes. So then it's like, then within that form, I will use rhyme to make more things memorable mm -hmm. if the relationship aspect mm -hmm. was memorable. Mm -hmm. I will use pauses where I've hesitated mm -hmm. about the relationship. It's mm -hmm. so like the form kind of echoes my own emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and helps them translate mm -hmm. to a reader or mm -hmm. like a responder in mm -hmm. this case. Mm -hmm. That's why you look to form first. Cause like mm -hmm. the, the words are just ancillary to mm -hmm. the actual structure itself. That's interesting because I, I think that, uh, that form oriented approach comes from a place of deep confidence or like deep proficiency within her because Freya, like we're, we're doing, um, like, you know, classic romantic text in class poetry, which is just totally like impenetrable to the untrained eye, like mine, like I struggle genuinely to interpret what a lot of poems mean. So my first step before I look to the big picture form is to actually like, it sounds very like, you know, spark notesy, edgy, like basic sort of thing, but I like translate the poem and yeah, I don't think you should be ashamed of that. No, um, because I, I, I very much think that if you're not confident or comfortable with the subject, um, then looking for techniques and structural things right off the bat can be very like, 
uh, disorientating or like arbitrary. Like you just, yeah, you know, who, who gives a f if there's a metaphor like on the second line if I don't have a broader understanding about like the artistic and thematic integrity of it. Like piece. what they're actually trying to yeah. say before you look at like how they're saying yes, it. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So for me, the first step of reading a poem is just like decoding it. And I think that's like how I like to, that's how we structure like analysis in my class, for example. Like, mm. you know, we got the plugs, um, you, like you, you have the, the level one there. <laughs> <laughs> You have the level one there, which is like decoding what the text means. Then you have the level two, which is like you you seek out, I guess, the, the underlying subtext of that. And then the third one is you're trying to apply meta language and, and techniques to how that subtext is achieved. So on the first level, you have like in each line of analysis in your essays, for example, to bring it back to essays, um, if you have a technique, you don't just say the author uses or, you know, or utilizes a, a metaphor. That's useless. Like just saying that doesn't add anything. You have to identify the technique only so much as you can express the effect of it on you and the effect of it in imparting a message uh, of the text. Yeah. And the second one is when you think about your, your essays and your arguments yeah. as a whole. Like there's no point just talking about I don't know, the composer explores this idea. The composer explores, Shakespeare explores- XYZ. Uh, like yeah, XYZ, like, betrayal, jealousy, love, uh, love right? It's That's like useless. Writing three themes like as if it's a list, like yeah. a Buzzfeed listicle yes. thing, like, oh, look at all the top 10 things Shakespeare explores. Like, yes. no, 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 please, yes. please do not, do not. Yeah, you look at, so you, you have to explore how, you have to write about how Shakespeare explores, how this theme, causes something to happen, causes an emotional response in the reader, causes an, uh, causes an emotional response or some outcome to the characters. So in micro level analysis of like techniques and in macro level analysis of like the themes of a text, you should always be looking for some sort of cause and effect structure. Yeah. yeah. What was really hard for me in high school was like, mm -hmm. for example, like I had to read John Keats. Yes. And he's all about like, oh my God, I love women. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I Unfortunately, okay. unfortunately you don't. Yeah, anyways. We'll come back to that. Yes. It was like, and then he was like, oh my God, I'm just so in love. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, I go to an all girls school. I don't speak to boys. Like, I, I can't relate. Relatable. And then we're reading Romeo and Juliet, and I'm like, bro, I would never die for a man. I was like, I'm sorry. That's I just would. not happening. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't relate to anything. So, like, doing cause and effect mm -hmm. was like impossible. I was like, the effect on me is apathy. I feel indifferent. Mm -hmm. I feel bored. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, please die. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that would that would resolve my issues because then mm -hmm. I don't have to pay attention anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had to I had to kind of remove myself and be like, okay, what mm -hmm. is the intended effect? Yeah. I'm like, by using all these loaded metaphors, like this heaps and heaps of imagery, I'm like, I'm supposed to be overwhelmed by how mm -hmm. much they love each other. Yeah. By like having this dramatic tension where like you have one character pretending mm -hmm. to die for the other, blah, 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 like ending a Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. Like you're supposed to feel like overwhelmed mm -hmm. and you're supposed to feel like empathy towards mm -hmm. them. So I kind of had to be like, all right, what, is, mm -hmm. what are you supposed to feel watching? But I like what you said about um, intended effect because that's perhaps where context comes into the picture. For HSC English, you do want to look into like context so much as it uh, demonstrates what the author actually intends. Their purpose. So, yeah, exactly. Purpose, right? Um, and then that's also a great way to look at your own reflections when you're producing mod CUX as well, for example. Mm -hmm. and, and outside the subject, when you write your own pieces, and as, as you know, we both love writing, we encourage everyone to write as much as possible. You need an outlet for your gay smut. Context is useful because it, it gives you, if we're looking back to that idea of cause and effect, it gives you your cause. Yeah, it, it causes you to want to impart some message yeah. on your reader. The the worst thing to do is just like mm -hmm. labor over the poem and be like, okay, where are the metaphors? Like, no, yeah, that's, it's like start yeah. with something and then say like, what is this? Yes. If you start asking yourself like, where are the metaphors? You'll get like trapped in this cycle of like, yeah. a, like a metaphor makes a poem good, which is also yes. not true. Like I hate metaphors. Oh no. So no, I was like, I just- Controversial, yeah. 
I also hate alliteration. It's not a real technique. So like none Wait, of my the one who just like fangirls over form for the last twenty minutes. Alliteration so is don't... not real. I'm so okay, sorry. Anyways, it's just it's, anyways. it's for children's poetry. Um, okay. <laughs> I have a question for you. I have a question for you. How do you write poems? Like with I, no alliteration and no metaphors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so outside of that. Okay. Like what's, so what's like, your like okay, no, no, poem no. writing flow? So I'll say like I want to talk about blah, and then mm. I'll be like, all right, uh, do I want to be really literal with this or mm. really like metaphorical? Like, do mm. I want the reader to go like, oh, it could mean this, it could mean that, right? Mm. So then I pick up on different things. I'm like, all right, well, we need some kind of images mm. or at least like words would have like double meanings, right? So you're so, conscious of like the imagery you use yes. on the technical level. Yeah, I'm like quite conscious. Mm-hmm. And then like I might write a line and then again, because I'm like obsessed with form, I mm-hmm. will count the syllables in my mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. and then try either like I tend to like most of my poems are based on like like tension and release, mm-hmm. right? The so, subject matter or the form? Most of my poems are based on tension and release. I said what I said. Okay. I s- mysterious. Um, mine's so, just tension, no release. Yeah, I know. So mine's very focused on like, I want these lines to rhyme and I want this syllable count to increase. Mm. And then I kind of like, I will write like garbage. Like mm. I will write as if I'm just like relaying the story like in a diary. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Th- then eventually I start using more language techniques. Yeah. And like, I will I will just start somewhere by just like yeah. dumping thoughts yeah. and then I'll tidy up later. But like, yeah. I do have a vision in mind of like, oh, this should be this many syllables or it should yeah. rhyme here. like. That's, I, I think this is why Freya and I complement each other so well because she approaches her poetry in this way. Yeah. My poetry is like, I, I start off and I just have one like image I want to get across. Like, I think the most recent one was about like me being in love with a garden gnome or three garden gnomes, three garden gnomes at once, of course, in character. And I'm like, I want to write a poem about this. And it ends up like sprawling through my love life, you know, sprawling through my- This is uh, every poem he's ever written. Yeah, this is an interesting topic, by the way. Like I've genuinely tried so hard to write poetry that's not about like me having feelings for a guy and him not reciprocating or the other way around. But somehow it like, inexplicably comes back Every to that. Every single one. Yes. I, I start off with a very intense aesthetic vision, like yeah. with an image, and the poem kind of spreads out as a result of that. Um, but I'm noticing that your effect on me uh, is actually like manifesting in my work. Well, so like now that? I've started trying to convey that like sprawling and spreading aesthetic through very intentional form features. So I've started rhyming in my poems, I've started being conscious of rhythm, and I think once you add structural constraints, like your poetry becomes better. I mean, I love being restrained um so you know <laughs> the um <laughs> beside the point um you know um my poetry writing process starts off very ambiguously and very like uh emotionally and then the form emerges on top of that yeah. um and, and i think another really interesting way that i play with form is in terms of like the um the titles the use of titles so i encourage you oh, when you yes. look at Freya's is very passionate about this i, I encourage you when you look at and when you analyze poetry and when you write your own poetry you look at it in sort of like you you try and extrapolate meaning from every source you can so for example in my poetry i found that like when you um like when i read it to people they're kind of like oh this is cool but i didn't really understand what was going on and and then when I explain the context to them, they're like, wow, you know, all of this suddenly makes sense. Yeah. So I found that when I like made titles that went on for like a full paragraph, like multiple sentences in the title that just explained like the, the intended meaning in the text, suddenly the experience, the aesthetic experience of the poem became a lot richer. The fact that we're kind of going back to this is yes. good because um, titles predispose you to a particular reading of yes. the text. So if I started my title with like, this is a really sad poem about my boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to go into it looking for those sad elements. Yeah. Um, if you go into like, and alternatively, if I say like, this is a really happy poem, even if all the images are sad, 
your predisposition is saying like mm. I should be looking for things that are happy. Yeah. So and, and what's happening now? What I encourage you to experiment with, and what I encourage you to look at your composers and how they experiment with it, um, is that like in the same way that title, genre, form as a whole, like the choice of text type, for example, like like Freya said, if you choose a poem, you expect it to be confessional, emotional, etc. Um, that choice predisposes you to a particular reading, but that can be subverted. Like your your composer or you can like choose a particular form, choose a particular yeah. medium, and then like rely on that expectation so that you can trick or like, you know, flip the meaning on your readers, yeah. which I think is a really interesting thing to do. So you kind of have multiple layers to it. You have the literal meaning of what does something mean. You have like the interesting expectations associated with form and you have like the subversion of those expectations, like, you know, by subverting that form. Yeah. But like, yeah. as you said earlier, like the only way to get to that point of subversion yes. is to actually practice writing. Yes. Like, and I practice the, reading. I guess that's the yeah. takeaway. It's like read more, write yes. more, and just like, don't be afraid to, yes. to, to do. So it's like, even if you're writing really bad, smutty poetry, um, it's, it's, still, it's, it's still poetry, right? Even yes. if you're writing like a Wattpad fan fiction, it's still writing. Yes. Even if you're, you know, just writing like metaphors over mm -hmm. and over again, it's still writing. It's still writing. Um, yes. And eventually you get to a point where you have so much confidence, you can just skip, you know, looking for metaphors and yeah. you can go straight to form. Yes. And you can just skip like yes. the, the really base level analysis yeah. that you might do in class and actually get to like bigger, more things interesting. that are fun about poems. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm teaching two poems, two poets this term. Three. Both of them are writing about death. Keats. Plath and Hughes. Hughes doesn't count as a real poet, right. his poetry is so bad. Um, but yeah, they're all writing about death, suicide. I think it might be getting to me a little bit, but that's for another episode, perhaps. Um, but yes, thank you. It's not a therapy session, remember? Not a therapy session. All right. Happy poetry writing.